Hello everyone, I am on here to talk to you guys about one of our affiliates, Culture of Life 1972. Culture of Life 1972 started in 2019 with a vision to design a fashion brand that celebrated all life. They care about the impact that style has on future generations. One by one, they are leading a fashion movement that protects and values life. It's simple, fashion should be good for you. You can head over to their website, col 1972.com and use our code those other girls 1972 to get 10% off of all of your purchases. They have cute clothes, jewelry and accessories available for everyone. All right, you guys, thanks so much. If you don't have the right mindset, no tip is really going to help. Um and a lot of that is when certain situations like that happen, people get into the victim mindset just by default almost. Um, and not to say you are a victim, yeah. it's just that's the kind of route that you fall into. Uh, so the biggest thing uh, we recommend is just get in the right mindset. Be prepared for any situation that can happen and stay calm. If you stay calm, you can then assess the situation. So Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory, and we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. So today, to round off Women's Empowerment Month, we have a man on, and um, he's going to talk to us about um, a different topic. We have talked about a myriad of the different aspects of uh, womanhood. We've talked about femininity, our fertility. We've talked about um, our periods. We've just talked about so many other things. But now I want to talk about another aspect of womanhood, our strength. Um, and we are having on Kevin. He is the founder of Raising Tactical Daughters. And he's going to talk to us about how we can be, um, I don't like to say like, Victor, well, victors instead of victims, and this isn't necessarily like a, a victim blaming thing. I want to add that too. I know sometimes these conversations can come up, and when we share them with our friends, that might be a little bit more sensitive than us. They feel as if we're like attacking victims, and that's not what this is. This is more preventative. This is something we we're going to talk about ways that we can be more proactive. Anyway, so we have Kevin from. He is the creator of Raising Tactical Daughters. And Raising Tactical Daughters prepares women and girls for the threats they might encounter in life while reinforcing the idea that they are never alone. They provide guidance and tools to prepare women to face any and all threats with confidence and fearlessness. They do it by offering training and situational awareness, conflict de-escalation, and self-defense. And I don't know how I found their account. Someone, I think, shared something, and then I started following it. And then when I wanted to do this topic, I was like, Okay, who can I get? And I look, I reached out and they responded. So I'm really excited to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on. 
Um, can we start off with you just telling us who you are, why you wanted to start this? Do you have daughters? All that stuff. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Melly, for having me. Happy to be here. Uh, so like you said, my name is Kevin. I'm the founder and owner of Raising Tactical Daughters. Um, so I actually started this going on three years ago when my first daughter, Emmy, was born or about to be born. Um, it, you know, oh, such a cute name. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so, yeah, so I, you know, I, I knew I found out I was going to have a daughter and kind of it sank in and hit me to where how do I protect a daughter? Um, I, I, you know, I didn't know how I have a lot of brothers and, you know, having having a kid kind of makes you worrisome like in today's world of how do I protect them but having a daughter just with the statistics and everything around that um you know makes you kind of nervous and so we, I founded Raising Tactical Daughters not really with a direction um just more of an idea of what I kind of wanted to do to keep my daughter safe um and what kind of what that led to was okay well how do I keep my friend's daughters safe how do I keep other family members safe how do and then it turned into how do I just keep women safe um and that, you know, led us down our journey. It took about two and a half years to become a nonprofit. Um, most of that was just because part of our, you know, process is self-defense, but part of it self-defense with a firearm for those who can legally own them um, and carry them. And that kind of doesn't play well nice with nonprofits, but it, it's a very important aspect. We want men to be safe and women who choose to carry weapons, uh, you know, we want to make sure they know how to use them properly and get the right training and guidance and tools with that. But um, you know, certain some some situations call for that. So uh, we fought really hard for that to make sure we got the nonprofit with the firearm aspect because we do believe in that. Um, we have obviously other methods for those who don't like firearms or don't believe in them, which is absolutely fine. We want you to be safe as well. But um, we kind of went down that path. And so I have uh, two daughters now and uh, both of them, you know, I want to make sure they are safe, but it turned into I want to make sure every woman's safe no matter where you are. Um, you know, right. We're focused on the, the U.S., uh, but obviously women uh, from all over the world watch our account now. And so we want them to be safe as well. Thank you. I love that. And that's we have different entrepreneurs on um, our show all the time. And I just love hearing people's why. And I think that's so powerful that it really resonated with you when you had your own child and how important um, that is. So I want to get into the questions really quick. Okay. Um, I have a first personal question okay. or like a story to tell and then you can comment. So I have taken two self-defense classes in my life. I took one. I want to say I was in high school. I did a summer camp at Microsoft um, and we took a self-defense class there. And it was a man who was in charge of the self-defense class. I don't really remember why we were taking the self-defense at Microsoft, but that's what happened. Um, okay. And the guy told us, he gave us like different, you know, the fighting stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he told us, he was like, so if you're in a situation and you're sleeping at night and um, a man comes through your window, the best thing to do is actually not fight back. And I remember him telling us that. And I was like, that's weird, not fight back. And he was explaining how like a man is more powerful than a woman and this, this, and that. So I was like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, well, he's a professional. He would know. So then I took a self-defense class right before I went to college that my school did. And it was this older six-year-old lady who did not take anything from anybody. <laughs> she was telling us all this stuff. So I was like, you can pull out people's eyeballs. You can, if you stand hard enough in your heels you can go through someone's foot and she was just so and i told her that she's like oh that's terrible advice you always bite back you scratch you pull and i was just curious like what do you think about that was there a reason why there were two different is it just like 
personal style? Has time changed? Because, I mean, it was a couple of years between those two um, experiences. I don't know if it's changed. Like, what do you think the difference was? So I think it's a combination of things. I think it's definitely times changing. And, you know, back in certain times, it was, okay, just don't fight back. Let it either take its course or, you know, the whole play dead mentality um, or, you know, women are not as strong as men. So why fight back to begin with it? In my opinion, it's completely wrong. Some of the, you know, excuse my language, most badass women I know will could take pretty much any man. Um, you know, a lot of the instructors we use <laughs> pretty much outshoot me. So, and I know I'm not a professional shooter or competition shooter or anything, but you know, we partner with the best. And so, I, I definitely agree with the women instructor that you had. I mean, as women, you can take on anyone. It, half of it's mindset, half of it's belief that you can do it. Um, I do not agree yeah. that any woman should, at any circumstances, just let anything happen, fight back. I mean, there's no rules in self-defense. It's, you know, it's your safety. Safety is in your hands. Whatever you have to do, do it. Um, so it, it, it's definitely interesting. We have heard that before. Um, I don't think it's being said as much as it used to um, and certainly not in any of our classes. So, uh, you know, any class yeah. instruction that we have, we will not be telling you to just, you know, don't fight back. We'll, <laughs> you're going to fight back. Like, we'll make sure you fight back. We'll make sure you know how. Yeah. And I think like also too, so like I said, when I first heard that, I was like, well, he's a professional. He knows what he's talking about. But, you know, as I've gotten older and as I've like, matured and like experienced life and I had that lady I just really honestly law and order too like I just I understand and I can see the importance of just not not taking something like that like we don't have to do that not at all um so that was just my personal question I'll get into the audience so everybody I asked you guys on Facebook and Instagram what are some questions you'd want to know um and I got this one actually fairly often like more than one person asked this So the first question is, like, how do you get past if something happens to you? Like, let's say someone comes up behind you with a gun, you're at your car, and um, they're asking for your keys. How do you get past, like, the initial freezing? So I know if it were me, I probably would freeze, and then I have no idea what I would do next. But I I know I would definitely freeze. So how do you get past that? Yeah, definitely great question. Um, So everyone reacts differently uh, to any given situation, you know, whether the, you know, the crime happening, your situation happening is a, you know, a weapon or even, even the thought that it could be a weapon, even not be a weapon. It's going to affect every person individually differently. So, you know, the best tip for that is 100% mindset. You have to have the right mindset with situational awareness. You have to have the right mindset with self-defense, uh, de-escalation, all of it. If you don't have the right mindset, no tip is really going to help. Um, and a lot of that is, when certain situations like that happen, people get into the victim mindset just by default almost. Um, and not to say you are a victim, yeah. it's just that's the kind of route that you fall into. Uh, so the biggest thing uh, we recommend is just get in the right mindset. Be prepared for any situation that can happen and stay calm. If you stay calm, you can then assess the situation. So, you know, I like to joke around with, you know, with friends of, you know, People who get startled, like if, you know, someone walked by and I screamed at them, anybody would get startled. I'd get startled because that's a natural reaction, right? But it's the steps you take after the startle that matter. So, you know, when someone comes up to you, say if someone comes up to you and they have a gun to you and, you know, they're trying to rob you or hurt you, whatever the case may be, being freezing for a second, like that's okay. Um, 
you know, it'd take a lot of time, a lot of practice, a lot of training not to have that initial freeze. Um, but that part's okay. And, you know, that's not necessarily the bad part. It's having the mindset and having the coolness to stay calm and assess what's happening and looking for ways out, have the de-escalation um, and try to make that not happen. And then ultimately, if it happens, self-defense. Um, you know, we have a lot of courses that a lot of our instructors teach, like Krav Maga, for example, teaches you how to get the gun away from the perpetrator. It teaches you if someone has a gun to the back of your head, what Ooh, to yeah. do, um, kind of, and you know, in those situations. So, um, all of our instructors are certified in that. So we definitely can, you know, help with that aspect, but definitely work on the mindset before anything, because if you don't have the right mindset, none of the tips I give you are really probably going to help. Because um, you want to make sure you stay calm, you want to make sure you stay collected. That way, you can make the best decisions. Okay, really quick. You've mentioned mindset numerous times. Now, what exactly is the mindset you should have? And then how do we get from where we are today to having that mindset? Absolutely. So, so the mindset you have to have is you have to have the mindset that anything could go wrong at any given time. It's not saying to be afraid of the world, it's not saying to stay inside like a hermit. And, you know, if you go outside, something bad is going to happen to you. That's not the case at all. It's the mindset of, Something could happen at any moment, at any time, by any person. And if it does, you know what to do to handle it. Not necessarily the fact that you know how to handle every single situation that may happen, just you have the ability to handle it, right? So a lot of it's confidence. And we find this a lot with our younger girls that we train is, you know, especially going through the, you know, middle school, high school areas that confidence is the biggest thing that we try to work on. You have to have the confidence in yourself to know that, you know, something happens, I can stay calm, I can, you know, look for ways out, I can try to de-escalate, I know what's around me, and I can defend if I want to. So the biggest thing is have the confidence, and that kind of goes into the mindset, know that you are your own safety, and your self-defense is on you, and not anything, anything external, so it's, you know, sometimes you can't call the police, or if, even if you can't call the police, sometimes they just can't get there fast enough, or, you know, you're in a parking lot, um, and no one's around, or you're walking, you know, to your car from work, and just no one's around, so it is on you, so it's the confidence, confidence and believing in yourself, confidence that you can handle any situation, and that situations can happen, and a lot of that just takes time, it's not something that happens overnight, it's not something that you can take, you know, one of our courses, and you'll just, you know, be like SEAL Team 6, and aware of everything, it's, you know, it takes a long time, it takes practice, it's something you have to kind of keep at, but anybody can do it. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that. I think you have made some really good points about the whole confidence thing, because I know for myself, it was so funny we're talking about this, because earlier today for my, like, real people job, we were talking about um, just because of the season that we're in, if something were to happen to our boss, or, like, if they, my, the person right above me made the comment, like, you're not required to, you know, do self-defense to protect this person. And in my head, I was like, yeah, she shouldn't rely on me. Like, I, I'd be the worst person to try to protect. But I think the confidence thing is a very good point. Like, that's something that I know I have to work on. I know some of our listeners, too, they have to work on that as well. Because, you know, if we didn't grow up, like, I didn't grow up knowing to fight. I've never been in a fight. I didn't grow up with handguns or anything like that. I grew up in kind of like a cushy, I guess, environment. So it just never really crossed my mind until I got older that, so many other things, external things could happen. Um, The next question is another question we got a lot of. 
Um, what are some tips to stay aware of your surroundings? So that goes a lot into our situational awareness classes that we're going to be having soon. Um, you know, with situational awareness, it's different for basically every age group. So, you know, my almost three-year-old, her, oh. her situational awareness is different than, you know, say if I was training you. You know, my daughter's situational awareness oh. is, you know, she loves milk, right? She's three-year-old, she loves milk. If I have milk or ice cream and I'm standing next to her, but she's, you know, playing on her tablet, well, she noticed the milk. That situational awareness because she's glued to a screen. She doesn't know anything that's around her. She doesn't know, mm-hmm. you know, if a bear was behind her, and she, she wouldn't know. She'd still play on her computer. So, you know, we kind of, that's how we teach each individual a kind of age group, if you will, um, because all of that counts as situational awareness. You know, you know, if you're talking about high school kids, yeah. if you watch high school kids leave school, they're looking down at phones or they're not paying attention to what's around them. They don't know mm-hmm. what cars are going past them. They don't know, you know, people walking past them. So, you know, it's that kind of thing. Once you get the basics of situational awareness, um, you know, noticing things, what are out of place, what doesn't make sense, what, you know, who's around is anyone around because uh, you know that's a big thing is a lot of people kind of focus on wow there's a lot of people here well what if you go into an area that should have a lot of people and doesn't like that's awareness that's a problem Ooh, um, yeah and so you know that's not talked about so it's one of those things where that also takes time and also takes training but you know there's basic things to notice so you know when you're walking around, just notice things. It's not being paranoid. Like you're not saying like you have to be paranoid. You have to notice every single little thing. It's like clue or anything. It's just, you know, if there's people walking towards you, do they look normal? Do they act normal? Does their behavior seem weird? Um, are they circling? Are they wearing clothes that don't match what everyone else is wearing? And, you know, not the person trying to be funny, but it, oh. you know, we're in Arizona. So during summer, it's 120 degrees. Is someone wearing, you know, like full on, you know, like they live in Alaska or something like that wouldn't make sense. Um, you know, so we right. probably stay away from them. And so it's noticing basic, basic things. Once you notice those basic things, you can pick up on other things like behaviors. Um, and uh, sorry, my watch just started talking to me. Um, and uh, <laughs> you can start noticing more things and kind of get more aware of, you know, what your surroundings are. And that kind of leads into de-escalation and self-defense as well. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. Noticing. Well, two things that you said, I was like, okay, I didn't really pick up on that. When you're someplace and there should be people, I, you're right. We do not talk about that. That is never, people just don't bring that up. And then noticing people who are kind of out of place, like in their attire. I remember at college, I still to this day don't know why, but this guy was walking around with like a legit samurai sword on his back in the pack. And he was just like, walking around our college campus and my friend was like what the heck is this but nobody did anything everybody was just kind of and I mean sure he could have just been a weirdo but like still that's that's strange like that's unusual you know but and it's not saying that that they would necessarily do bad or any means you know like so for example in Arizona Arizona is big Texas is big Florida is big they're big gun states and you know here in Arizona, people can walk around with ARs and, you know, people walk around with guns on their hips. It's not saying that's a bad person. They're going to do harm. It's just, you know, for me and my safety, I'm going to notice it and keep track of it. You know, they yeah. nothing may come of it and yeah. that's absolutely fine. But my safety is in my hands, not anybody else's. And, you know, it's my job to protect my daughters currently because there's three. Um, and, you know, yeah, it's, I have to know that those things for our personal safety, right? And it's not saying they'll do wrong or harm to anybody, but it'd be, you know, it'd be strange if I didn't notice and they just were walking right next to me and they had 
you know, they look like they're going to war, but they're in Peoria, Arizona. Um, so, you know, it's kind of noticing that. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So two, uh, yeah, two more questions and then our big question. Um, the next question is what are some things useful that we can keep in our purse, um, that are, that will be good for self-defense if we need to grab something really quick? So this is a big topic a lot. Um, so, you know, with, with women in purses, (laughs) women like to put everything in purses. Uh, so the biggest tip that we, the biggest tip we've gotten from our female instructors is try to not have a bunch of stuff in your purse. Um, reason being is if you have any type, any type of self-defense item, um, in your purse, whether, you know, whether that is a firearm or if it's pepper spray or if it's a baton stick or a taser, if you have a ton of stuff in there, you're going to be digging. And if you're in a situation where you have to use it, you're not going to be able to get it in time unless you just gravitate towards it. Like, you know, your purse, I'm going in there every single time. I know exactly where it's at type thing. Um, So the biggest tip we have for that is just, you know, streamline your purse, make sure there's not a bunch of stuff in it. And obviously that may not be able to do that hundred percent of the time, but you know, relatively close Um, and choose what item works best for you. So we get a lot of questions on, and I think it's another question that you'll have. And so I won't talk them too much is, you know, what, self-defense item should I have? What self-defense item should I be using? Yeah, that's pretty much, um, yeah. So I, I, could, I can wait for that one. Um, but it's, you know, so as far as your purse goes, keep it streamlined. Don't have too much in there. Um, that way you can access it better. Um, whatever it may be, you know, weapon or pepper spray, whatever it may be. Okay, and then you kind of pretty much guess the next question. Um, so someone asked like, like mace versus pepper spray versus I don't know if you've ever seen those girls that sell the like little stick thing with the you know what I'm talking about like the stabber it has a cute pom-pom with it like which one do you think is best would you recommend do you think that the little pom-poms with the stabby thing is useful do you think it's more of like a gimmick what are your thoughts so and this goes for all things including firearms no one can tell you which one is the right one for you. It has to come from you. So the biggest, and this is kind of a side note, the biggest one we get a lot is, you know, whether it's husbands, boyfriends, the guy at the gun shop, oh, you should get this weapon. You should get this firearm. This will be perfect for you. No one can tell you that. Even female instructors, you have to feel it. You have to see if it's the right fit for you because if it's not, you won't use it properly. Or if it scares you, you won't use it properly. Um, so really quick to that what are oh sorry really quick to that to that point about the gun can you tell us like just two things or maybe three that would we should be looking for if we're trying to find one that's perfect for us so like should like the feel the holding yeah. or so with, with your firearm you should look it needs to fit in your hand it can't be too big um you also don't want one too small um so the biggest biggest tip i have for that is if you're holding your weapon, say with one hand, can your thumb reach the, um, I'm blanking on words for whatever reason. Can you release the mag with one hand, essentially? Um, if your thumb can't reach around to drop the magazine okay. out of the weapon, then that's an issue. The gun's too big for you. Um, not saying women can't have giant guns. You absolutely can. You're very good at it. Definitely do it. But, you know, in a personal situation, safety situation, you want to make sure you can use it with one hand. Um, and then Just a regular grip. everyday girl. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then grip. You want to make sure, you the know, grip. Okay. It, it fires properly. 
Uh, you know, some women like 45, some like 38, some like nine millimeter. You need to find the one that best fits you and that you're comfortable with. Because if you're not comfortable with it, it's just a tool. And if you're not comfortable with your tool, you're not going to either use it properly or you're going to be too scared to use it when you need to. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, but to the um, other question. But yeah, so you were saying, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, a lot of the stuff that we've seen, um, it, pepper spray is a big one. Um, and a lot of that is because a lot of our audience is kind of that high school going into college phase, um, or it's the parents who have kids going into those phases. Um, so pepper spray, you know, every woman should have pepper spray. Pepper spray, you know, it's good. It works. Um, you know, there's a lot of brands out there and, you know, you can clip it on keys, you can put it in your bat on your backpack, you put it in your purse. Uh, so pepper spray mm -hmm. is, you know, a good option. Tasers is a good option if you're comfortable with tasers. Um, some people aren't comfortable with tasers. Uh, if you do, uh, and I guess do this you, goes you for- You have to be right up against someone for a taser, right? So there are some that shoot out um, that you can buy, um, but, this, you okay. know, the handheld ones, yeah, you have to like actually like touch them. Um, and with those, you know, you have to be careful <laughs> that you don't, you know, shock yourself. Um, so with, yeah. you know, with the pepper spray or even the tasers or stun guns, uh, if you're using anything like that, you need also need to train with those. So one of the biggest things that we've seen, especially with, you know, mace pepper spray is no one trains with them. You know, it's, you know, my grandma bought me this and I take it to school with me or my parents bought me this and take it to school with me, or I wasn't just comfortable. So I bought it and I take it to school with me. Well, do you know how to use it? Have you ever actually tried to use it? And because and that's so important because if you've never have you may not know how it operates and when you need to use it you, you're fumbling and you know something may happen so it's we would kind of always recommend you know if you buy like the little pepper spray sticks um that you know can go clip onto your backpack or purse or whatever uh, we always recommend people buy two uh, that way one you can practice with and one you actually use because if you're not practicing with it it's just like a firearm if you're not practicing with it you don't know how the tool operates which then becomes useless in the situation very good point. Okay. Very, very good point. Okay. So we're going to wrap this up. I also just want to remind everybody, um, this is, oh, actually, no. Um, before I ask that last question, I want to ask one more question. Um, we are all now going to go to your website. We're going to look at everything on the website. We're going to follow you, watch all the videos. Are there podcasts you listen to or YouTube videos you watch that you would recommend on this topic? Books that you think we should possibly read about, you know, being aware of our surroundings or anything like that? Yeah, so th there's a lot of videos everywhere by a bunch of different instructors. Um, you know, some of them are really good. Some of them are okay. I think, you know, for example, for the younger <laughs> audience who go on YouTube and just search, just researching it, whether it's good or bad, is always a good start because um, you'll kind of get a feel for what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. You know, like in your class where the male instructor was like, you should just lay there and, you know, someone tries to hurt you, let them hurt you. Like, that doesn't make sense. And you'll kind of pick that up with other yeah. things, too. Yeah. Um, for content as far as situational awareness and de-escalation, we're working on getting our courses online so people can, uh, from anywhere, access them online. Uh, we had those done and we had to unfortunately redo them so they're in the process but they should hopefully be up by the end of the month um crossing my fingers it might be next month but we're trying to get those up as fast as we can so people can go to our website um at raisingtacticaldaughters.com and they'll be able to see those videos there um for situational awareness and de-escalation 
Perfect. Um, so you guys heard that. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, it'll be up there. And if not, as soon as it does, they upload the videos. I'll be following them and I'll share and let you guys know. Um, so our very last question that we ask every guest, um, if every single girl in the entire world was looking at you right now and needed advice, what would you give? And it could be about self-defense. It could be about relationships. It could be about cheese, whatever it is, but whatever you think is super important that every girl in the world needs to know. So no pressure, right? Every girl, if every girl needs to know. And they're looking at me, <laughs> male of a female company. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so the best, the best thing I have is every woman needs to know they're 100% beautiful. They're 100% strong enough and no Aww. one can tell them no. Your women are the strongest beings on the planet. You're capable of protecting yourself. Men may, you know, on paper say they're the strongest. You can defend yourself in any situation, no matter who it is. Uh, so just have the confidence in yourself and just know safety is in your hands and you can do it. Awesome. Well, that was a great answer. Um, I did not beg him to say that, you guys. <laughs> that was a great answer. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate that. And I think this was a really good start to a conversation that I want to have ongoing on this podcast, just about ways that we can be proactive. I think um, I learned some stuff, uh, became more aware of some things as well. And I think you guys listening did as well. If you enjoyed this, please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, tell all your friends, share this. This is a great episode to share with your fellow female friends. Um, and make sure that you are following Raising Tactical Daughters on Instagram. And then I'll also link that and I'll link the website. Um, so yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Bye. Thanks, Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.